Peace fam, I'm Shanice, your spiritual and mental wellness educator, asking you, how did you pause today? And reminding you to love yourself exactly where you are, because life moves. And if we never take the time to pause, we just might miss it. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Pause the Podcast. Happy listening. Peace. Welcome to this week's episode of Pause the Podcast. In this segment, we will continue to speak on topics that support our newest program called My Pause Process, which is Meet You Pause Process. This process allows us to honestly and vulnerably answer the questions who, what, where, when, and why, all about ourselves. And if you joined me last week, <laughs> you got the chance to hear me struggle a little bit um, through the question, who am I? Which was a bit challenging for me because, you know, I'm still figuring out who I am. I mean, are we all like we go through these experiences in life and we learn a little bit more about who we are and what we want in life. And it was a little weird. Um, actually, it was really weird <laughs> because I was forcing myself to answer that question in real time. And y'all know I'm a planner. I will try to plan out my response ahead of time so my words are cohesive and my thoughts match exactly what I'm feeling and it's able to be delivered in an authentic way. But I'm learning to do things unplanned and living in the navigation and living in knowing that learning to do things unplanned is all a part of my process of meeting me. Um, so we are moving right along. And just as things move in life, I want to remind myself, as I remind you all, that this process, it's, it's a cyclical process meaning it's a cycle. It's something we can always go back to. So there will be times that I may go back to the question and you may go back to the question and revise our responses based on our lived experiences. I may go back to that one question one time. I may go back to it more than once. I may change some of my responses. But one of my biggest hopes is that I add to my response in the near future. But for now, I am here and I'm loving on this current version of myself. So this week, we will be placing our intentions into the question, what am I rejecting? There are so many things that we go through in life that we force off or we question. And I can look at questioning as a form of rejecting. And I'm so excited because... Um, once again, you all are giving me the opportunity to place vulnerability into my life and practice vulnerability and share myself with myself first and then with you all. And you all have been so welcoming and open to my sharing on any platform. And I cannot express how grateful I am for how welcoming and supportive you all have been in hearing my process and sharing how Paul's have been um, supportive for you. It really makes me, it makes me think back to an interview that I saw with Tracy Ellis Ross. She did an interview with Bazaar. I don't know if Bazaar is a magazine or if it's, I don't know what it is. I'm not really into it, but I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw her sitting in the pool looking cute. <laughs> and Tracy Ellis Ross, she is just fine. Like she is an auntie of goals and just, just gorgeous. So, um, they were asking her various amount of questions that were geared towards self-love. And one of the questions was, 
why do people love you? And I want you all to hear her response. Um, So here's a quick response of how she answered the question, why do people love you? Do people love me? I mean, that's hilarious. I, I, have, I have no idea because they're ridiculous. Here's, here's what I'll say. I hope that people feel like themselves when they're around me and feel safe to be themselves when they're around me. And maybe that makes people think it's me that they love, but it's really themselves that they love. How about that? Oh, come on. Don't be ridiculous. Just have a sip of wine. first of all tracy ellis ross is hilarious like whenever i see her on instagram she's just jumping around she's bouncing she's smiling she's dancing and she's like adorning herself with makeup or jewelry or just like feeling beautifully bathed in the sun like that's that that's the vibe that i get from tracy ellis ross but i feel like her message was beautifully stated because it is um like the utmost way of giving love to other people by being your authentic self. And it it goes back to the conversation we had last week and last week's episode when someone is able to be their authentic self first, but then take themselves out of the equation, completely remove themselves and become the mirror For the other person to see and reflect on their self. And when that person is able to see and reflect on their self. And feel safe to see themselves and be themselves. It opens up another cyclical uh, response. Where we can bounce off of one another. And both of us then become the mirror. And feel so free and open to be ourselves. And I think that that is beautiful. And it's a loving experience for both people. And that is is exactly what you all have been for me. You all have been the mirror for me to reflect and see myself in each and every one of you. You've created a safe space for me to feel, think, and express whenever I'm creating a reel or posting on my my Instagram or coming up with um, conversation topics here on the podcast. And you all have created that safe space. And for that, I am grateful. So I wanted to share that message by Tracy Ellis Ross because it is a beautiful example of self-love and what self-love can do um, for other people. All right, y'all, before we jump into this week's conversation, I want to share how I've been feeling. And this is, you know, the flow that I had when I first started our our podcast, I would talk about the intro and tell you guys what we were going to be talking about. Then I would jump into what I was feeling and I kind of fell off of that. But, you know, it's a it's a learning process. Um, so I do want to share how I've been feeling this week. And I have a short, 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 <laughs> I have a short story to share. Um, on Monday, February 7th, I lost my grandfather, but I already knew it was going to happen. And I knew because I had dreams Um, I had a reading done and it was shared with me in a reading, but what stood out, stood out to me the most was the dreams. My grandfather would visit me in my dreams. He would talk to me. And one time he even became upset with me (laughs) because I didn't call him. And, um, once I had that specific dream, I immediately called him and he wasn't answering. 
And at, at this moment, you know, he was still alive. He hasn't passed, but it was because I was unable to speak with him and he was unable to speak, which is why he was speaking to me during my, in my dreams. So Saturday night before he passed and into Sunday morning, I had another dream of him and we were talking and we were laughing. And then out of nowhere in my dream, he just disappeared. Now, I don't know if it was because he actually disappeared in the dream or if I don't just if I just don't remember the rest of my dream. You know how you have a dream and you don't remember all of the details. You see bits and pieces. I don't know if it was that or he actually disappeared. But with that specific dream, I knew. So the first thing I did when I woke up on Sunday morning was I called him. And like before, he didn't answer. So I left a voicemail. And now that I'm sitting here, like, um, going back to this memory and going back to that moment, the message that I left him on Sunday morning, it felt different. It felt very different. I felt like the words were quieter, like I was in a soundproof room, but they were super loud. And my words came out very slowly. And I felt like I was intentionally listening to each word as they came out and were left on his voicemail. It was almost as if my words were softly amplified. And when I was done, I hung up, I looked out the window for a little bit, and then I went on with the rest of my day. Um, I was cooking and meal prepping, getting prepared for school on Monday. And I got a call from my godmother, who then told me that he was in the care of hospice. And at that moment, you know, I dropped everything. I was in the middle of cooking. I stopped cooking. I was on the phone call. Um, I ended the call and I just went to sleep, you know, hoping that he would visit me in my dreams again to tell me what was going on and how he was feeling and what I should do. Now, why didn't I just go to him right then and there? I'm not sure, but I felt secure in my decision right then and there. Monday came, I went to school, I taught like a normal day, but he was absolutely on my mind all day long. And after school, my Ori told me to get my mother. I called her, I found out where she was, and my Ori said, get your mother and go directly to your grandfather. And I obeyed, I listened. So I got my mom, we arrived to my grandparents' house. My grandfather was laying on the couch and he was a bit responsive. You know, we laughed and we talked. His words were, you know, they were very limited. He would say yes and no, he might shake his head. And he shared with me that um, he wanted me to have children. <laughs> and I remember a conversation a few months back, I told him, that I wanted to move to Africa and that's where I wanted to start my family. And <laughs> he told me, he said, better not take them kids all the way to Africa. <laughs> and it was just so funny in that specific moment that um, he was able to remind me of that. <laughs> and, you know, I won't go into the actual details of him passing because I am still processing that myself. But, um, you know, seeing someone, let alone... Uh, a loved one pass, you know, was something I thought that I would never have to or willingly experience. But I did. I experienced it all. Like all of it. 
I held his hand as he took his last few breaths and I prayed with him and for him and his transition. So I am feeling relieved. I am feeling a bit overwhelmed. I am feeling grateful. I am feeling cradled. I am feeling loved. I am feeling wanted. I'm feeling wanted because I know that my grandfather kept visiting me in my dreams prior to him passing because he wanted me and my mother there. And he absolutely waited. I'm grateful for my grandfather and the man that he was. He's taught my mother to be a mother. Later on in life, she's made her own decisions, just like any other child. He's taught my uncles how to be fathers and positive male role models for me and my sisters. And I will continue to support and pray for my grandfather and his transition and his journey back to source. So I'm going to pause there and we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Do you find yourself holding great conversations with friends or family members and thinking, dang, man, that conversation was too lit not to share. I really should start a podcast. And then here comes imposter syndrome, making us think we can't do it or we don't have the right equipment. I don't even think I can build an audience. Pause. I'm here to tell you, you can. People love to hear conversations. And honestly, I know building an audience can be very challenging. But with ZippyStream, you can do it all. ZippyStream is an online platform that allows podcasters like you and I to house all of our content, our episodes, engage with our audience by creating newsletters, and easily build an audience with a quick link. And because we live in a world of convenience, ZippyStream provides you with a link that is easy for you to copy and paste to all of your Instagram stories, tweets on Twitter, and posts on Facebook. But that's not it, y'all. ZippyStream is giving away $250 to one of our Pause the Podcast listeners. All you have to do is subscribe to our podcast and listen. But if you're listening right now, you're already halfway there. So what you waiting for? Pause the episode right here. Head on over to my Instagram. That's earthmade underscore. Click on the link in my bio and join ZippyStream for your chance to win $250. But make sure you bring your ass back here because this convo is about to be too lit for you to miss. All right, y'all. So let's just jump right into affirming ourselves and setting some intentions as we open up ourselves to this conversation. So we're going to jump right into some sound healing. Make sure you find a space that is safe, quiet, and free of distractions. Feel free to pause the podcast here and join us again when you're ready. Here we go. And if you've had a chance to join me in sound healing, hopefully you know what to do now. When you hear the sound of the bell, that is your cue to take a deep breath in and listen to my voice for the release.
welcome back. I hope that that session was a space where you were able to connect or disconnect if you need to and set some clear intentions as we ground ourselves in this conversation and create and make aware of this safe space for healing, this safe space for the opening of our throat chakras and being aware of the importance of holding conversations like this. Peace, peace. Peace. Can you hear me? Is it better on my phone or on the computer? Um, it's perfect. I can hear you clearly. Perfect. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. It's so good to hear from you. Likewise. <laughs> How's your day inviting- going? Oh, it's going fabulous. Thank you for inviting me to your space. Of course. I'm so excited that you agreed to um, connect. When you responded, I was like, yay! <laughs> I was so excited. Good, good, good. Yes. Good. So you're feeling well and doing great I today? Am. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm doing fabulous. Good. What was the best part of your day today? Um, I think connecting with an elder. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I think that was the best part of the day. Connecting with elders is, you know, is is so important. And I I shared with you and the, you know, the rest of my followers that my grandfather passed away and the connections and the conversations we had were just always right on time. Right. Yeah, they have a really magical way of knowing exactly what we need to hear. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. All right. Well, I want to make sure that, you know, you're in a space where you're comfortable um, and you're ready to to conver- conversate and share. So you just let me know when you're ready. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm ready to go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, joining us this week is a very special guest, a goddess who is rightfully and um, rightfully defines herself as the embodiment of the divine. Now, everybody, listen up. I found this goddess on Instagram and I was literally hooked. If you know, you know, (laughs) I was scrolling one day and, you know, I saw all of your videos and I was super, you know, captivated by all of your imagery and the way you moved, like all of the herbs and the food and the spices and then, um, the way you put everything together, I was like, oh my goodness, who is this? <laughs> and I must connect um, and literally cook together because the meals that you come up with, they are just divine. So the way you define yourself as the embodiment of the divine is rightfully, rightfully stated. So um, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself and allow our listeners to hear from you. Thank you. Thank, well, thank you again, Shanice, for inviting me into your space. Um, so I'm excited to share with everyone. My name is Wilnice Francois. I'm a holistic nurse herbalist that, um, like Shanice stated, <laughs> I guess uh, as I see all of us as being just direct reflections or embodiments of the divine. And I'm just here to be that reflective mirror and reminding everyone just how grand and joyful this experience can be. Beautiful. Beautiful set. And, and your voice is so soothing and so calming. And it's so funny. You know, I hear that a lot. Like people tell me the same thing about my voice. But when I hear yours, I'm like, is this what people mean? Oh, that's <laughs> so sweet. Always, yeah, most definitely. It's so warm and inviting. It makes me feel like everything's okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> 
thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, well, Nice. So thank you so much for introducing yourself and giving us a little bit of a background about what you do and um, how you support um, the community with, you know, the things that you, it seems like you love what you do. And um, you describe yourself as the embodiment of the divine. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is and why you define yourself as that? Well, yeah, totally. I think it really, that, that came from you posing that question, like trying yeah. to connect what you do <laughs> in one or two words. It was really hard, but that's just what popped up. And I think that's just spirit kind of like reaffirming the work and just our, our, my experience here on this planet. Um, when, I say, when I said or say that I'm the embodiment of the divine, I think, um, again, it just stands to say that uh, this experience that I'm living and being in is um, a re direct reflection of what the most high, I think, intends for all of us. Mm -hmm. And that each of us are equipped and fashioned to kind of showcase it in a really magical and beautiful way. And my intention is always to kind of sprinkle that bit of joy and beauty into the world, because that's just how I see it reflected back to me, working mm -hmm. in um, herbalism and working with the plants and the earth. Mm -hmm. So um, being the embodiment of the divine is truly what we all are. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important for us, especially as brown, black folk, indigenous folks of this planet, that we remember to reaffirm that for ourselves. Most definitely. And I'm, I'm glad that you pointed out as um, brown, black and indigenous, because it, it's so important for us to understand, you know, who we are living and breathing and working within the divine. So it was a great thing that you, you pointed that out. So um, thank you for that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the world of herbalism, you know, I see you working with the herbs and spices all the time. There are so many different avenues that promote and define wellness in all aspects. Um, what do you define wellness as? Like, what does it mean to you? Uh, I think the state of being well is just truly being in divine alignment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think wellness is um, a state of like peace that's uninhibited, right? Like mm -hmm. you are content with whatever direction and space that you're currently in. And I think um, once you're able to define what that is in your personal life and your personal role in this life, um, that's what wellness is to me. It's a state of perfect balance and whatever that balance is for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, because balance, it can look different for everybody. And I know that for me, balance is something that I'm constantly working on. And day-to-day -day interactions with different people, it can alter what balance looks, sounds, and feels like. So I definitely feel you on that one. Yes. It's really hard to maintain balance when there's a lot of changes going on. So oh, it really, truly is. And I think that's the whole point of why we're in this experience is to continuously come to points where we're bad, not battling, but we're, we're learning how to, how to stay neutral and, to, and centered mm -hmm. right? most definitely yeah. yeah we're constantly being swayed and pulled in so many different directions but yeah. um as long as we're able to remember whatever it is that keeps us whole um and well that's what's most important yeah and i'm a teacher so i was talking to another teacher and unfortunately um you know she tested positive for covid mm. i was just reassuring her you know letting her know you know ways to take care of herself but also just realizing that we are learning and relearning how to create balance in our lives with these new changes. So, Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> and again, I'm, I'm jumping back to your, your content because I'm always so intrigued by it with the music 
and um the way you put things together i swear like every time will every time you you create a new recipe or you post a new recipe i'm like oh my gosh when how where can i get this as soon as possible but right. it's so beautifully curated and you seem so well versed in all that you share um mm-hmm. i'm very curious how did you start living and working in the field as an herbalist or um you know, getting interested in understanding what herbs are? Ah, well, um, so I'm a, I'm a nurse by trade. I've been a nurse for over a decade now. Oh, wow. And um, culturally, like my family is from um, the island of Haiti. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as people from the island and especially as black folk, plants are just a large part of how we move in the world. We've been using plants for eons to mm-hmm. help thrive and survive this planet and, and, and being specifically here in the West. And so um, we always have an affinity to working with, with plant material. I think my work as a nurse in the allopathic space allowed me to see the body in a different way and understand the body's mechanisms or how it heals. Then mm-hmm. being able to then make the connection to all the remedies and things that we, we were doing growing up to stay well. Mm-hmm. That was um, my first introduction to see like, wow, we really have this genius at our fingertips. And so I'm just a curious person. And so I love knowing and learning and and deepening into whatever it is I'm intrigued by. So um, the plants called and I listened and I just, <laughs> I've been deep diving, deep diving ever since. <laughs> Beautiful. And I listen to the calling oftentimes you know when we all are called to do certain things we reject it or we ignore it or we question it because it's it's new or it's uncomfortable or it's it may set um the feeling of fear within us so shout out to you or yeah shout out to you for listening to that and trusting the calling that you felt because um it can be hard for many of us to do that yeah I think um, it's just honestly, it's a, it's a testament to honoring the self and just mm-hmm. really trusting in the divine. I think it takes real great deep trust in something that's a bit outside of ourselves that truly is orchestrating this thing that mm-hmm. call, we call life. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that, that is, it, it takes a lot of trust, but um, we're Most always in hands. So. Most definitely. So I do have one other, another question for you in reference to, um, I had no idea that you were a nurse in, um, was it in, in Western medication? Now, are you yeah. still practicing that or are you completely? Um, it's a, uh, I think nursing will probably, it's always within my practice, especially working with people, okay. you know, like um, that goes hand in hand. Uh, working with the plant, what I've learned is um, all true healers, specifically, even in medicine, I know the West is kind of con- disconfigured the way we look at the body now, but mm-hmm. all true doctors and true, true healers, true nurses always were truly herbalists first. Like mm-hmm. they had to have understanding of the plants in order to treat the body so um yeah I think that's just probably part of my walk and (laughs) um so yeah you know looking at the body medically will always be something that I do right beautifully said a part of my walk beautiful um so I noticed in your profile you have uh these words and please help me to correct it uh, or say it correctly um Mm -hmm. so I did a little bit of research myself and I've learned that the words mean eat light and I, you know, I can't trust anything and everything that the internet says. Right. But the wording is um, "menage le mien." Is that how you pronounce it? So "menage le mien." "Menage le mien." Okay, one more time. <laughs> so the, to pronounce it, it's "menage." "Menage." That that translates to "eat," and "le mien" is light. 
nice okay so the internet did tell me the truth because <laughs> you can't trust everything you find online that, that is the truth that is the truth <laughs> so i said i'm gonna ask for these um beautifully <laughs> beautiful mm-hmm. ways to share i'm sorry go ahead. oh excuse me i'm sorry i missed the question that's okay, okay. um so with that wording what does you share okay. what does it mean but how does it connect to you and what you do Ah. the work you shared so again I think because the the call to the plan stems so deeply into like cultural understanding for me Mm -hmm. um, IT is always embedded in some part of it so of course the language right like having that inkling of another language really helps me to shape my understanding of people yeah um, essentially ties into how I help folks remember the healing power that we have mm-hmm. right and a lot of it it stems from our diets our lifestyles our food so i essentially always push the message to eat light and eat light in the sense of eating foods that are rich with source light mm-hmm. right so our plants most importantly those are what helps to fuel the cells fuel the body system reactivate us on a really molecular level and um uh, it's a reminder, even for me in the, within the diaspora, that we also have the capacity to eat light mm-hmm. and not necessarily in quantity, but just um, figuratively what we do on a whole scale. Beautiful. And like I, I when I first saw that, I translated it as, OK, <laughs> and that was very like my thinking was very surface level. Right. <laughs> I was like, OK, eat light, meaning three square meals, watch your portions. <laughs> but when you put it um, in that perspective, um, eating light and eating from source, um, it helps us to open up uh, so many other avenues about ourselves, mentally, emotionally, physically, um, to, to have a deeper connection when we're eating and um, being able to connect with our foods and understanding what it does to our mind, body, and spirit. So... Yeah, most definitely. Like, especially us as melanated beings, I think, um, you know, the West has really done a beautiful job at um, dismantling and really um, disorganizing our brain. Mm. And what's really essential to us, especially as people, uh, melanated beings, those of us who produce a bit more melanin in the body system, our healing is with the light. Our healing is with the sun. Our healing is with the plants. And the more and more we ingest those things, it's the more we're truly reconfiguring our genetic code, right? Mm-hmm. Activating parts of ourselves that really can help us generationally, not just on that surface. Yeah. It's activating parts of ourselves that can help heal generational traumas that we often see, where, where whether it be physiological or emotional. Right. So, Important for us to consider the just the power that we have and what we're consuming on a day to day basis, um, really helping to reconfigure this body system that we have on this on this planet. Wow, um, it's so cool that you pointed out like um, healing us generate generally. I can't even get the word out by generation. Um, I introduced my my family to clean eating and vegan eating. Um, and just this weekend, well, yesterday, I made tacos, which is probably something that every Body who's new to eating vegan or plant-based is aware of. So I made walnut tacos for my mom. I didn't tell her it was walnut, <laughs> but she really, really loved them. She enjoyed them. And she was just talking about how she felt afterwards. This was before I told her that it was walnut. She said, you know, that was good. That was probably like the lightest taco I've ever had. <laughs> and when I told her about it, 
that it was walnut, she was completely surprised. But then she was like, oh, no, I don't want any more. But I was like, <laughs> why? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But just changing our <laughs> mindset, it could absolutely, I mean, changing our mindset about what we eat, it, it does a lot for, um, you know, how we feel physically and mentally, especially like breaking generational curses. I know that's like a cliche term, but it really does. No, truly. I think that's that the, the psychological warfare that's behind the way we look at food, the way we look at our wellness has truly been the hallmark to our degradation as people. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the mindset change that happens when we do decide to eat a bit light and take our power back, because that's mm-hmm. truly what's happening. Like, Most definitely. Decisions to eat a bit more plants in the diet, whether it is if you're if it takes you a while to transition, mm-hmm. implement just a couple more vegetables in each meal can really help transform the way you look and see food. Yeah. So, you know, next time you ain't got to tell mama until she finished the entire plate <laughs> that she had walnuts. You understand? Yeah. But she ain't have nothing to say because she's full, right? And then her mood is lifted and changed and, mm-hmm. you know, hormones are more balanced. And so that really helps to regulate the way we see the world. And that's what's most important. Most definitely. That's right. So um, earlier we talked about, you know, figuring things out and answering to the divine or answering to our calling. Some of us know exactly what we are called to do, while others like myself are still trying to figure it out. So during your process of figuring it out, oftentimes, or anybody's process, honestly, of figuring it out, oftentimes we reject a lot of the things that we are supposed to do. Um, before you decided to answer your call from the divine, what rejections did you face or what are you currently facing as an herbalist? Oh, wow. That's such a fabulous question because I think it's one of the most, like, I think we're all still figuring it out. I don't think there's mm-hmm. anyone who reaches a pinnacle of knowing exactly what purpose is. Yeah. It's an, it's, it's an unfolding that continues to happen on your walk. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that um, what happens that makes it a bit easier when you when you reach that point of least resistance, right? Mm-hmm. And you just surrender to the process <laughs> and trust that all is in divine order mm-hmm. and you're going to follow that walk. I think that's when the ease shows up. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a deep surrender because um, even me, as I'm walking through this world of plants and there's certain things that pop up that I never foresaw right? I never saw teaching. I never saw collaborations that show up. I never saw um, work clientele that show up. And they, they come into the, 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 the sphere. Mm-hmm. We continue to elaborate and see what is fitting, what works, what feels right for me to expand on how I'm moving in the world. So it's a, I think for anyone that's like trying to find purpose, I don't think it's a, it's really you finding, it's really you evolving into purpose mm-hmm. because it's it's you're continuously walking and unfolding exactly what purpose is. And once you surrender through the process, I think that's where you've reached, you know, it, the goal, whatever it is. Oh my gosh. Um, Surrendering to the process is something that like, if you, I'm sitting in my closet right now, that's why I report record on my podcast. And Mm. there are post-it notes everywhere but the one that i'm looking at right now it says i i desire what is most serving in this manifestation and this was a conversation i had with one of my sisters before um i have this like vision of who i want to be and i tend to live in that space and i forget to figure out and focus in on what's Mm -hmm. happening now and surrendering to what is supposed to happen now so (laughs) 
yeah i think we all do that yeah <laughs> yeah me, i'm a dreamer and so that constantly is something i have to continuously ground myself to remember that there's still work to be done right now <laughs> yeah yeah sorry i get that yeah it was it was such a reality check i was and i knew it but hearing it in that that form i was like oh Shanice, like, come on, surrender yeah. to what's happening now, <laughs> right, exactly. and do what you feel like, do what you're told to do in this moment to get to where you feel like where you need to be. Right. Ooh, so. I need to see that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a slap in the face. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> um. So, well, Nish, you work with so many herbs, and there's so many herbs that I've, I've seen in your stories and in your reels that I'm like, I've never heard of that before. Um, what are some of your favorite herbs that you've worked with thus far and what do they do for you? That's like, you cannot ask an herbalist. <laughs> That's like asking a mother her favorite child. Oh like, my goodness. <laughs> Although some mothers may be biased, right? But no, honestly, oh my gosh. I can't say one particular herb because each of them, I just have so many. Okay. They have so many aspects to them that are just so powerful in the body. Yeah. What I will do is I'll say a category of herbs. Like, you know, plants are also classified um, and families. Mm-hmm. And so I have a family. I have like, I have three families that I like. Oh, what are they? I, can I do three <laughs> families? Okay. The three families that I adore is, is one that's called the Lamiaceae family. And that's the mint family. And that's where you'll find the peppermint, the basils. Um, all your all your mints, every okay. mint you think of of every category is under that specific family. Mm. Basils are also under that specific family. So every kind of basil you could think of, from pot, from Thai basil to purple leaf to to tulsi, all of it. I love basil. And yeah, those are those are amazing. You know, like we need those aromatics. The reason why I love lamiaceae is because a lot of the plants that are there are aromatics, and so they help to like invoke the senses and you know as feminine women we love aroma we love to be enticed by smell and scent yeah and um a lot of their medicine is really sitting in that essential oil so mm-hmm. i love the lamiaceae for that the second family that i love is the rosiaceae family and mm-hmm. that's the family of the roses like i love the rosiaceae family i think they are just they help us to remember beauty in the world and that's really their medicine, like aside from what they do to us in the body, right? Because they're, mm-hmm. they're circulatory. They help to balance um, our heart space. They bring um, movement into the body system. They're cardiovascular tonics. They also like when we're looking at them, just mm-hmm. being in the presence helps us to remember just how beautiful they are in being. Wow. Like, sometimes we forget being as we are, is mm-hmm. really a beautiful form of medicine that someone else gets to gaze on and mm. that need. And so I love the Rosiaceae family. You'll see some of the most beautiful florals that come from there. Things like rose, obviously, marshmallow roots, um, robios, mandrake, like all those beautiful plants are under that scope of family. And I'll say, I gave you what, Rosiaceae and my, uh, okay, one more family. Okay. <laughs> This is this is also where like another fave of mine is under. This is called the Malavaceae family mm-hmm. or the Mallow family, and those are the family of plants that are all about cooling the body down. They're called mucilaginous plants. Yeah. 
So basically what that does is like, you know, whenever we get a little tempered or fired up, it really cools the body system down. One of my favorite plants that's a part of that family is uh, hibiscus sabdorifa. I love what's known as hibiscus or sorrel. Mm -hmm. I adore that plant, and it's a part <laughs> of that family. And a lot of those, a lot of the plants in that family do the same job of cooling us down, bringing moisture to the body system, um, bringing also circulation if we need it, drying us out if we also need to be dried out. Wow, but. It does a really fabulous job at reminding us about being slow because a lot of the medicine in the Malavasia family are slow moving, right? Yeah. It tells us to slow down. It tells us to be still. It tells us to take it easy a bit, yeah. right? Be patient in the process of your healing um, because just like the plants, we need time to cool it off. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Those those are my those are my babies. Like. <laughs> yes. And way to break that down. Like I love becoming the student. Like I literally was <laughs> in the classroom just now, taking notes, like eyes wide open, mouth wide open, like bobbing my head at <laughs> I love be yeah, seriously, I love becoming the student. And the way you um you just added so much personification to the I don't even I don't remember the name of the, the family, but it was with the roses. Okay. <laughs> you added Rosiaci. Rosiaci. Say it again. Rosiaci family. Rosiaci family. The way you added personification to that, like saying how they love to be looked at and um admired, it, it just put it into a whole new perspective. And that's what I, I admire about, you know, your content because we have a lot of people out here that are herbalists and they share beautiful content and put a bunch of pictures and everything. But I love to be educated and, and taught about what it is I'm looking at, what it is I'm trying to invest in or what it is that I'm learning because um, there's so much more to it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think embodiment of the experience. I love to, I, I guess I naturally love to teach, but um, I like to share depth because I think it's important because it helps people to connect a, li a little bit deeper. Yeah. Right? You, yeah. Curious. you know, you're like, what's Rosiaci? Yeah. And you're home and look it up. Oh, trust me. Look, <laughs> I wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote some of them down. Right. Um, <laughs> one thing you said, you said it dries us out. So what do you mean by dry us out? Like, oh, so, you know, we're all very, human beings are probably the most amazing, complex creatures on this planet. And so all of us present really differently. So there's some people who are who tend to be a bit more water dense. So they hold water a bit more than some of us. Mm -hmm. While some of us may be a little bit more hot and drying. Mm -hmm. So um, herbs or plants that help to dry the body system is for people who tend to hold water or who are edemic or who or the term is edema mm -hmm. is what we'll just sometimes see. So some of us, especially us feminine who are womb body beings when we are when we're on our cycles and we're bloating. Right. We have mm -hmm. a little water that sits in that space to help the process happen. Right. Um, sometimes taking in plants that help to dry out that whole process of being having to be bloated helps that when you want to get into your cute little dresses. Or yes. whatever. <laughs> so like you know, you want to puff the face or do whatever it is that's necessary to, to look nice and sleek. Um, oh. that help dry you out, essentially remove some of that water that's accumulated in the system because of inflammation um, is key. Okay, so it sounds like a natural detox. 
Kind of. Okay. Sure. Yeah, you can say that. That's actually a really great way to look at it because essentially what it's doing is helping the lymphatic system to clear. And so our lymphatic system is what helps to detoxify us. So yeah, that's actually an excellent way to look at it. Okay. Okay. Cause, and then my mind goes to, I'm like, my mind's going back to Instagram. Like you see girls yeah. and thank goodness that doesn't like pop up on my feed anymore. Cause I don't want to manifest that type of ways to like transform my body but um <laughs> there's women that sell like the flat tummy tees and then the the body wraps to like sweat it out and it sounds like that's what the plants do yeah essentially <laughs> exactly what a lot of the blends that have those plants are plants um that do that essentially. yes like, yes yes okay can you tell me those plant that family name again Oh, well, you know, it's in all of them, actually. You'll find, you'll find anti, you could actually, the category of plants that you will want to see it as is anti-inflammatories. Okay. Those are the ones that dry you out. They so work. that's, yeah, that's in the Rosiaceae family. Like rose, rose is considered an anti-inflammatory. It'll help huh. you sweat. Um, elderflower is an anti-inflammatory. It's, it'll help you sweat. Okay. Um, so in all of them, you'll find plants that do that. But the key is to find those that are, fe- are febrifuge or anti-inflammatories. Okay. Good, good, good. Yes. Thank you for the education. I love to <laughs> Like every time I'm, I'm looking at, I, I definitely go to the captions because I need to see like, what herb was that? What does that do for your body? You know? So I, I do have like an interest of um, learning to become an herbalist and hmm. So maybe I'll talk to you about that on a separate time. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Just jump on in, dive in, whatever you feel, however you want to learn. I think going outside, stepping outside of your front door and sitting with a plant for a bit, that's you already starting the process. Mm, so, okay. Dive, dive in. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Okay. Um. So, I, again, back to your content. I'm always going to go back to that because it's always so intriguing. Um, the, the one of the most recent that you made was the nettle and orange upside down cake, and mm. that cake, Lanice, oh my goodness! No, it was busting. You know, I didn't even expect it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, I go in the, I go in the kitchen. I don't have a recipe. I'm always going just off the, you know, off the spirit. Like, yeah, come through these hands. Make sure <laughs> yes. It's rocking the way it needs to rock. And so it came out beautiful. It really did. It I did. Mean. It was beautiful. Like just in like a visual aspect, it was beautiful. It looked like it was super moist and super satisfying. Like I, I, at that moment, I was craving something sweet. And I was like, yeah, that, that looks like it's it. <laughs> no, it was it. And it was so powerfully medicinal. That's what I love about um, sharing that type of content. is because nettle, which I featured in the plant, in the cake, is one of the most powerful nutrient dense plants that you could have it's one of those it's what we call it's in the category of plants called adaptogens okay and adaptogens are a family of plants that help you combat stress Mm. and so nettle is something you want to have every single day especially us like we don't get enough sun we don't get enough vitamin d we're not you know iron is not circulating in the body the way it needs to and so supplementing with something like nettle is so extremely beneficial it's rich in so many forms of iron rich in magnesium i mean every single mineral you could think of salts potassium silica selenium these are all of the enzymes that we need in our body system to help produce melanin Reoxygenate the blood, mm-hmm. keep our organs pumping properly. You know, keep our brain uh, focused and clear mental fog. Yeah. So, implementing in something sweet like a cake is one. It's surprising because you don't expect to see nettle 
you know, in a cake or in a, in a, in a pancake or something, yeah. but a really fun way to include it so that everyone in the family could enjoy it. Just in case you have like a, a picky eater who's, who might not want to try nettle in a tea form. Or we have those. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially with the kids. Mm-hmm. What I love about nettle is it's also in the category of plants that everyone in the family can have from the babe to the sage, like from our elders to our infant. Right, you could, you could start ingesting nettles once you start start ingest uh, um, ingesting foods like uh, baby foods. Mm. Right, um, it's just that powerful for us to implement in the body system, and if you could find it all year round, right? Yeah. Um, so what I love about sharing things like that is just to show folks that you don't have to sit and drink a gallon of tea every day to be well. Like hiding the plants or throwing the plants in every aspect of your lifestyle, whether it be what you're putting topically or ingesting in food is the key. Mm-hmm. And it's simple and it's not as complicated as we might appear or intimidating as it appears, mm-hmm. but um, it's something that we all could slowly do to help retransform the way we see wellness and the health of our bodies. Yeah, most definitely. You do it so well, like hiding the, like you said, hiding the herbs in certain foods because that's exactly what most people do. They, we go to tea when we mm-hmm. feel like, because that's the, the most basic level of herbalism that many of us are taught. And um, you, you do it so well. I'm like, I didn't know I put that in this and this and that. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. It's a creative process. That's why it's the embodiment of the divine because, you know, the divine is so creative. Yes, most definitely. So creative. So once we tap in, we also have that 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 key to unlock that creativity in us. And it's fun. So. Yeah. We'll have fun in the kitchen. And you make it look you make it look fun. So I was like, <laughs> I'm ready for you to like have this space where people come and <clears throat> we cook together and you share everything about the certain herbs that you're gonna be using in the meals and we just make this wonderful meal. So when you start that opportunity when you start that, I will be the first one there. <laughs> ready right. to cook. And so it is. And so it is. That's all within divine timing. And so <laughs> Yes. So do you have um, a go-to recipe or is just whatever spirit leads you to? It's whatever the spirit leads me to. I'm a, I'm a mood feeling type of person. So yeah. <laughs> it's whatever I'm in the mood for. Um, essentially, I think it depends. Yeah, it depends on who I'm feeding. If it's myself or I'm feeding folk. Um, yeah, it's how what, what's flowing for the day. Okay. Right? What season are we in? I, I do a lot of seasonal eating. I think the more you tap into just eating with the plants, it helps you to get more in tune with the cycles. Mm-hmm. So right now we're like, we're in winter, but we're, we're moving towards like spring a bit. So I'm eating a little bit more like root veg right now, like in all of, almost all my meals. Like I'm having some type of root, some type of provision, some type of, you know, beet or sweet potato or mm-hmm. yucca or something. Yucca's you know, good. Top of the greens. So it's very seasonal. It depends. Yeah. Yuka is really good. I love me a yuka and a soup. Girl, me too. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and it's so hearty and so filling. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, earlier I was talking about, you know, I, I do want to dive into studying herbalism and learning more about it. What advice would you give to someone who is learning to eat light or um, tapping into herbalism? Um, I think what I would say is that it, it seems overwhelming and we have to learn all these things, but truly this messaging and information is encoded in our DNA. I believe we're all herbalists on this planet, mm-hmm. right? Those are the things that our ancestors did to keep, to, to maintain their wellness mm-hmm. in a profound way. And so it's just about picking up a plan, being curious and wanting to learn more 
and starting from there. Like I feel like the plants are so inviting. And once you show any form of interest, because they're all screaming at us to come back to, to them. Wow. They're all screaming at us to like pick us, pick them up and admire them. So the minute you decide to just um, pick your brain a bit and, and follow that nudge of curiosity. It's it's a whirlwind of information that'll start flooding in. And you will be you'll be even surprised at just how much you actually do know about these plans and just how much you've also been implementing their ways into your lifestyles, into your lineage and lineages, into your ancestry. Um, herbalism is a, a revolutionary act of self-love. Mm. And um it's, it's our birthright to know what we do with the things that the most high placed on the, on the ground for us to use as food mm-hmm. and, and, and nourishment. So um, it is your divine right to want to know and learn about the plants. And, and they're here for you to, to, to learn and, and grow with them. So I say go outside and get curious and mm-hmm. it'll just envelope from there. Beautiful. And again, beautifully stated and uh, way to add personification because um, it can be intimidating when we don't know what's good, what's poisonous, what we can and what we should and shouldn't have. Um, just building curiosity around that and letting us know that the plants are screaming at us. Because culturally, you know, as melanated people, this is what our ancestors did and how they survived. So, mm-hmm. profound. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, Nice, well, as we close out this sacred time together, I first off, I just want to thank you again for, you know, sharing the sacred space and time, being open and honest, and um, agreeing to spend this time with us together. And one thing I do want to ask you, and our listeners would love to know, um, how did you pause today? Oh, my goodness, that's such a great question. <laughs> <laughs> or how do you plan to, if you haven't already? Oh, snap, you know what, I'm going to pause it right after we do this call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pause with some breath work actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the day because I've been on, you know, doing all the things. So I'm gonna pause today with a bit of breath work and a cup of tea. Beautiful. Just be, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I love breath work and tea. And I'm sure your tea is gonna be amazing. Yes. <laughs> I'll share it on the gram and then I'll start my breath work. <laughs> yes, please do share. Uh, where can our listeners find you? Um, do you have any special projects going on that you'd like to let us know about? Oh, definitely. You can find me at, of course, our socials at Wilnice. That's my first name. Or at wealthatapothecary.com. That's my baby business where I share offerings and classes and things. I do have an offering coming up this Friday, yes. a collaborative project where we're um, some of the most disparaging I would say ailments that surrounds our community, which is sickle cell. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be diving into ways we can implement a little bit of some lifestyle changes to help um, bring some balance to carriers or those who might be um, dealing with that trait. Uh, I also have another offering coming up in March where we'll be diving into plants and those indigenous and IT and those announcements will all be shared on my socials. So tap on into at or wealthbetapothecary.com for more. Yes, thank you so much. And we look forward to all of the greatness that is coming with Will Niece, Wellfed Apothecary. And then that is a beautiful um, event that you are participating in because sickle cell is a um, an illness that is not spoke about a lot. So I look forward to, to seeing more on that as well. Hi, thank you so much. Yeah, so we're going to be diving into really food. Wow. We could help um, those who might be dealing with crises or 
or or any other ailments that that come from having that particular disorder. And um, actually, we've actually invited a gentleman who ha has been a self-proclaimed healer. He is mm. a character healed himself through that through that so i i really i highly encourage specifically our community to tap in to mm -hmm. learn a bit more about that disease process and ways we can and ways you can learn to help balance um yourself or family members that might have to um be in in, in communication with that beautiful 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 i would love to hear about that because we don't hear enough stories about how people heal themselves naturally and holistically right. so to hear that and I assume he's a melanated, um, a melanated man. Is that right? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. See, and those stories are, we need to hear them because it absolutely is possible on so many levels. So, I look forward to. It. All right. Thank you so much, sister. Thank you so much, Release. I love you. You have a wonderful week, and I will see you soon. Peace. Thank you so much, love. Peace. Peace. It's always so good connecting with people that are, you know, like mind and just understand the importance of supporting the community and um, staying connected with each other. And I mean each other, meaning our melanated men, melanated women, and educating us on the things that we may have forgotten or the things that we may not have been educated on by our families due to um, lack of exposure, due to lack of understanding, or simply just not knowing. And isn't that what ignorant uh, lack of understanding is? And exposure, but um, I'm so grateful that you know I'm I'm continuing to practice doing and working and living in the things that make me feel good. What makes me feel good is eating well, meditating, breath work, um, practicing pause and learning what pause is to me. And the universe is naturally bringing those people to me that practice the same things. And even when it comes to social media algorithm, those people and those practices and those like-minded melanated individuals are showing up on my feed. And that goes to the, you know, what Will Neeson and I were speaking about when she said just surrendering to um, what is for you and everything else will naturally fall into place. So I'm so glad that we got to have that conversation and share that space and answer those questions and absolutely become more educated on herbs and herbalism and, you know, surrendering to your specific calling. It was so, um, it was needed, especially in this time. Um, but that is it for this week's episode. Please be on the lookout for next week's episode as we dive into more of the My Pause process. Next week, you can hear conversations as I talk about where and who and what those are all coming up next and i really hope to see you all there and <laughs> have you all continue to listen don't forget to, to to subscribe to pause the podcast so you can be entered for a chance to win 250 dollars just for listening and as always if this message reaches you and it resides be beautiful if not i want you to have a beautiful day peace Peace, fam. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really love hearing from you all. So if this conversation resonated with you, please 
drop a comment under this episode. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. That's at earthmade underscore. Let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. Peace.